Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Don't Spoil the Ending. This is episode 24 of our award-winning podcast. We haven't won any awards yet, but I'm sure they're on the way. Um, Soon to be award-winning. <laughs> prospective award-winning show. Uh, my name's Joe. My name's Nick. My name's Sam. Hi, I'm John. Good stuff. Um, how are we all? Very good, mate. Yeah, good, yeah good. good, good. We're recording this show a bit later in the week than normal. That's my fault. Um... We were supposed to do Perfect Blue this week, uh, but but yeah, my, my DVD isn't working, so we're going to purchase a new one, and then we'll we'll do that on a later show. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was your fault, though. We had plans over the weekend, didn't That's we? True. We had, yeah, a, yeah. had a gig in town on Saturday night, so that normally we'd do it on a Saturday, but mm. we had other plans, so... Yeah. It was the uh, Michigan gig that we, we talked about last week. Yeah. I believe, I believe the uh, song was at the end as well, wasn't it, so... It was, yeah. So, yeah, give give that a listen at the end of last week's show. Yeah, that was Hold Fast. That was the new one that's on iTunes. Yeah. They opened with that on, on yep. Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, that was great. It was a good night. Had a great night, yeah. Good night all around, really. All, yeah. all the bands were good, including yeah. Michigan. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. Really enjoyed the other bands as well, yeah. <clears throat> I probably had drank too much by the time I got there. I'd been, <laughs> been <laughs> drinking all day playing Pro Evo soccer. Got there about 10 to 9. I was like, oh, I'm... I'm, I'm Smashed all day. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think I drank, to be honest. <laughs> See, the, the beers were like 150. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle of bets, £1.50. It's a. Uh, took about £40 out, went home like 35 quid. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> there was, there was uh, like four people that came up from Birmingham to watch the band. I know they probably actually came up for the band, but I love the idea that they came up because they heard the song on our podcast. <laughs> I, I, we don't even have to assume; we just that will be the case. <laughs> the reach of this show, yeah, definitely worldwide. You had people there from Yorkshire as well. They had like Yorkshire superfans, didn't they, and stuff like that. Like so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, uh, yeah. Well, have we have we watched or played anything this week we want to talk about? Oh, before we go on to that, I should say this week's film is now Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. So that was that was my replacement pick for it. Your favourite film of all time. Yes, it is. My yeah. most most favourite film ever. So I'll, yeah, we'll we're gonna go on to that as our main film of the week. Yep, looking yeah, forward yeah. to that. Uh getting into stuff we've done this week. We've had a bit of a quiet week really, but uh been watching a few YouTube videos mentioned before, been watching like water cannon videos, they're yeah. great. Uh what does like, that entail? Oh uh, well riots in Turkey. People getting a bit too carried away with themselves. They bring the water cannon trucks out. A <laughs> uh, bit like English football hooligans. They just stand there with their arms out going... <laughs> they just get blasted by the water cannon. You just see them like scraping down the tarmac. <laughs> just bouncing off the street. <laughs> I remember you um, You went on the jackpot route once on YouTube where you just started watching jackpot videos. Yeah, watching uh, gambling, gambling videos and yeah. stuff, yeah. I, I, I first, when you first told me that, I was like, that's, that's a bit weird. But then I went and did it myself. I was like, this is really interesting. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I don't a weird, gamble. A weird hole to go down into. The, yeah, because yeah, I usually fall into the UFO trap on <laughs> YouTube. I'll just, yeah. I'll just sit there and watch UFO videos. Yeah. Before that one, a year or two ago, I went through that phase of watching claw machine videos. They were dead good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of strange places you can get lost in YouTube. Have, yeah. have you ever just clicked on like the recommend down the side 
and you keep clicking them and then you're in the really yeah. weird dark place of YouTube yeah. and you, you don't know how to get out of it. Mine's <laughs> usually uh, like cyclist helmet cams where they get oh, cut, yes. cut off by cars oh, and then we get sick of that, they're good. Well, there's another one that we were talking about at work the other week where a woman had a dash cam and uh, these two chances. It's one of these where she was just driving down the road and a guy like had a moped, but he was running alongside the moped, yeah, hoping she'd run into the back of them. She stops her car and they run backwards with the bullet and it. dive onto the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> not realising there's a dash cam recording the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, dash cam videos. I've, I've, not, I've not watched watched them in a while. Yeah. Specifically, there was one guy I remember watching like all of his videos. He had this yeah. really strange, like, I, I nearly called it a cycle uh, bike. <laughs> but, um, a bicycle. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it had, it had three wheels. So I suppose it was a trike, not a bike. But it was one where you sort of sit back whilst you're riding it. Oh, right. Like and yeah, he put loads of videos up, and just the 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 amount of stuff that goes on 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 these roads. <laughs> but like, yeah, people. When you start driving, Joe, you'll soon realise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they can be interesting. I'm just picturing like a 40 year old guy on like a kiddie's trike. Now I've mentioned that, like, <laughs> pedaling down the road or something. <laughs> um, or the or the the part of YouTube where it's like dank memes. Where they're all like five to six second long videos. Yeah. It's just really weirdly edited together stuff. <laughs> when it's gone beyond like a meme, it's just just weird. Just weird. But yeah. Just one of the YouTube paths to go down as well. Been watching a lot of uh, stolen val uh, stolen valor videos recently. Where ex servicemen, servicemen in air quotes, uh, you know, turn up to like dinners and awards ceremonies saying, like, you know, I've I've, I've served for 10 years in Vietnam, whatever. But then, like, you'll have one person with a phone camera just, like, totally exposing them, just, you know, like, what does this mean on your arm? What does this symbol mean? And they're like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they get caught out and go to jail, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> have, have you seen any of the videos where, like, it's, it's stuff like Disney, or not Disney specifically, but they'll do something where every time a certain word gets said, It'll either speed the video up or just distort it a bit. Oh, yeah, so if, yeah, yeah. If you pick a song, like, I'll just pick, you know, You're Welcome by Moana. Uh, not by Moana, but in the film Moana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time he says You're Welcome, the, the video gets a bit more distorted and weird. And by the end <laughs> yeah. of the video, it's just like this weird nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> just this pixely distorted, horrible nightmare. It's a bit different to that, but Ben was showing us a video the other week of, uh, it was Arsenal fans TV, and it was like an Arsenal fan being interviewed, and he was fuming, obviously, because Arsenal are struggling recently. And it was like, every time he said, fuck, the thing sped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by yeah. the end of it, it was just like having a meltdown. Just going, <laughs> <laughs> it's an underrated part of YouTube. It was on loop, that one, though. Yeah. So, like, it kept just going round and round. <laughs> that was good. And eventually, just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So YouTube, <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> like that. Like that. Um, I watched uh, the first four episodes of Rick and Morty on YouTube. Thought I'd give that a go. Said a few weeks ago, didn't I? That yeah, yeah. give it a go. Can you give like half an episode a go or something on Facebook? Yeah, well, yeah, it was on Facebook. It's like I just find these episodes in strange places, but yeah, I've I really enjoyed them. Um, it is I thought fun. I thought they were, it was. Like, it's, do, you have, do you have Netflix? Uh, yes, because it's on Netflix. Yeah. That that's it. Like I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be watching more of that because it was just so you know some daft you can put on for I've like had, little twenty minute. Bursts. Yeah, like, I read something today about about Rick and Morty actually. Um, that do you know the the pickle Rick episode? That's the one where the memes gone absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, that episode was actually like 
like the reason he made it was because of Breaking Bad. Like the Bra- Breaking Bad gave him the the, the thingy. What's the word I'm looking for? Inspiration. 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 <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad inspired that episode. Right. Okay. Just a little bit of information. Don't know why. Thanks. It's an informative podcast. <laughs> no, you recommend that a few weeks ago, didn't you? Well, Rick and Morty, I think you recommended that a few weeks ago. Am I might have done. Like, I think I remember you talking about it. My, my brother recommended it to me the other day. I still mean, I'd, I'd want to go. It, 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 at least fun. give it a go anyway. It is a funny like, cartoon. Like. Yeah. It's even some of the daft stuff in it, though, where on one of them, they go into a hobo. like a, They go into the guy. Or uh, Rick is the kid, isn't he? Or is Morty the kid? I think Morty might be the kid. All right, well, the kid, yeah. one of them, goes basically gets made really small and injected into a homeless man where <laughs> you find a group of people and basically Rick has been building a theme park in a miniature style inside <laughs> the homeless man. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. And um, <laughs> it's even stuff like some of the rides and one Didn't... of the rides is Pirates of the Pancreas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like even daft stuff. I was like, That's, this is... Wasn't the cool. homeless man like dead or something? And yeah, the homeless man ends up, ends up dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, no, that's, and, that's one of the first few episodes that isn't it yeah well basically this theme park was to showcase like human diseases and one of the guys tries to sneak bubonic plague out <laughs> out into the the real world to sell it right. sell it to like isis or north korea or republicans <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's worth a watch I, I recommend that one i do like the sound of that i mean that's clearly a reference to inner space have you ever seen that from the 80s where they shrink Dennis Quaid down and inject him into a body and he's got to like find his way through and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a common idea, isn't it? Yeah. We're building a theme park. Yeah, that's a bit... Uh... <laughs> but as Rick, well... Uh, oh. Rick keeps like pushing the Pirates of the Pancreas thing. He's like, well, yeah, make sure you check Pirates of the Pancreas. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd heard loads about it and I don't... You know, when you just take like... Take, take against it kind of thing, I was like, oh, I don't know if I fancy it. Like, But then I found out that Dan Harmon writes it, who wrote Community. Oh, yeah. And I love from what I saw Community, I loved that. And by all accounts, he's an absolute like arse as well, Dan Harmon. But I like yeah. that the fact that he's just so like prickly kind of thing. I mean, that's they had problems on Community with certain writing um, parts of it and why it was cancelled, and then it came back and sort of. Yeah. That I think it was it was more or less down to him. <laughs> he got fired. He came back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I wouldn't mind checking it out. Yep. Worth a watch. Yeah. Recommend from me. Anyone watched anything else? Yeah, I've got a couple of games. Do you want to jump into a game first? Yeah. Or? Let's go for games. Uh, we mentioned VR last week. Uh, Nick got the VR, so I've been, I've been trying to get back into it. But uh, played a game called Sneaky Bears. It's quite a newish game. Yeah, what's the trailer for it? Sounds yeah. like an app. Is there's another game called something Bear? But yeah, the the Lost Bear. And apparently everyone said it's amazing, but you literally sat there, and I'll let you get back into Sneaky Bears in just a sec. But um, <laughs> but like you basically sat there watching a screen of like a, a scroller, scroll side scroller game. Yeah. Like, How's this VR? <laughs> I looked into it because it was only like seven quid or something on offer. But I say I looked at it and it was just like a kind of puppet show almost. And I thought oh, I don't really want to. Because like, my brother was telling me that he was watching like a review of it, and some guy was like, oh, "It's amazing when you go into corn, corn grows around you." I was like. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a great use of VR. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about. I don't want to watch a bloody scroller. I want. I can do that on my telly. Yeah, I mean, I might check it out if it drops in price. Apparently, a bit, apparently but... everyone loves it though. Apparently, oh, right. might might give it a go. But sneaky bears. Yeah, that. I mean, I think it's amazing. The sneaky bears. The it's a really simple like shooter game. It's basically House of the Dead, but you know that kind of shoot on rail shooter. But you can turn any any direction to shoot. Uh, and they're just basically bears attacking you, and you've got to, you've got the two uh, ice cream cones for guns, yeah. and it 
it just feels amazing. It's like you have guns on your hip, and you have to literally like put the ice cream cones down to pick up the gun, push the top button, mm-hmm. and you've got your guns there, and you've got to like shoot everywhere, you know, in every direction. Oh, okay. And it just feels great, the actual mechanics of it. Mm. Really enjoyed it. It's 15.99, but there's literally only about an hour, two hours tops of gameplay in there. If you just blast through the levels, you can just clear it straight away. So I've been taking my time, like, and replaying levels and getting higher scores and stuff so like that. When you're using the ice cream cones, like, is it just like, is it like kind of a House of the Dead kind of thing where it's moving for you or? You don't move. You're literally just in one spot. For the whole game? For each level, yeah. All right. You're in one spot and everything just walks, drops down in the scene and walks towards, and if they get near you, they attack you. So. Right. Sorry, this is on VR? On VR, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great use of VR. It just feels amazing, the actual mechanic of the gun shooting and stuff. Yeah. The only thing is the game length that people have an issue with, but I think it's worth it. Definitely worth you know getting interest for the experience. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously, as you've mentioned, I bought VR last week. And uh, I don't think I mentioned it last week, but like, I played the demo for uh, um, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, and... I'm not going to lie, but I was screaming like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was genuinely screaming like a girl because it was terrifying. It really was. And like I've, I've put people on it since. I've been like, you need to have a go at this amazing game. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, everyone just screams at it because it is terrifying, to be honest. Like you're, like, you're, you're kind of on a, like a railway track thing. Like it's a roller coaster kind of thing. You're like a haunted house kind of deal. Yeah, you're literally on rails in this one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and, uh, and like you'll if you've got the headphones on, like you'll hear like a sound over there or something, like to your right. And then you'll look over there, and when you look back to the left, there's just people like right in your face. You're like, <laughs> and and that wouldn't bother me if I was on just playing on the normal PlayStation. But the fact that I'm on VR, I'm, it terrifies me because it's like I'm there. You know it does I mean? feel like it's right there when you turn around. And on the yeah. demo as well, like you're going through this room, there's like loads of giant pigs hung in like the room. And I'm like, oh god, this is really creepy. There, and then then they all just start squealing and moving. And I was like, ah! I was like, oh my god, this is terrifying. <laughs> Honestly, I hated it. Like, and I, one thing I did love about it though, it's like you go down like like you would on a roller coaster, and your stomach goes as well. You're like, yeah, I actually feel like I'm on a roller coaster here, <laughs> even though like I can feel the chair around me and I can feel my floor, but I. I genuinely feel like I'm moving around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's one bit in level four that I mentioned before that on that game. I'm not bothered by horror stuff, but there's one bit in level four that I shrieked at like it, it proper <coughs> proper got to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want I want to buy the full game, but I don't know if it'd be worth me paying the money because I'd probably just turn it off. Oh like, no, I think I think you will like, finish it. What it was, I like um I bought well I didn't buy, sorry, um, like, we already had uh, Resident Evil Seven. And I got about half an hour into it or something, and nothing scary had happened at all. But the mere fact that I knew something was going to happen that would freak me out made me turn it off, and I've not been on it since. <laughs> so that's the scariest bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I guess, like when it actually happens, I might be fine. Mm. But like, like I think uh, we 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 put you on the demo, didn't we? Me, Joe. You, Joe. We <laughs> yeah. put you on the demo. Yeah. And, I, and after the show last week, I thought, I'd, well, you let me. Let me have a go on your VR headset. And I'm aware that the bit I'm getting to, it's the character that comes at you in the right. demo. So, yeah, I'm still I'm even more not willing to do it. But, <laughs> but I will I will definitely give it another go when I get more time, to be honest. But yeah. Are these, the horror sort of VR games, like you've mentioned, sort of you, you turn one direction and when you turn around, something's going to be there. 
Is that just is this going to be a tactic for all the VR horror games? Because it seems like I feel like a lot. It's, it's just everything can just be like uh, played in that you look one way and yeah. you look like something will definitely be there see, when you turn around. See, personally, like, I think they could make a fantastic game. Just make just freak me out without jump scare. They don't need them yeah. there, but like you say, I think they are going to put them in pretty much every. It game. seems like it's easy to put that kind of thing yeah, in, yeah. and that will scare people. Where, I mean, it's yeah. a good use of VR at yeah. the moment, but I'm, I'm not sure how how long it'll take before that gets old. I mean, I found out um, over the weekend, this this might be of interest to you, Joe, um, of what's coming to the VR in the near future. And and, and apparently... Stardew Valley. Bethesda, <laughs> Bethesda are bringing Fallout 4 and Skyrim to VR. Oh, well, Skyrim's coming out next month, yeah. That's, that's confirmed. So, oh, like... Yeah. I'm like I'm so happy I got the VR at this point because I am literally gonna buy that game and play it because played that game first person sounds amazing. I forgot about that. Yeah, Skyrim's literally you can pre-order it on the store now mm. for like next oh, month. Yeah, but like yep. I'll be I'll be getting that and I'll be getting Fallout Four for definite when that comes out. Yeah, I mean, I talking about my experiences with it when I used yours after the show last week. We played the Resident Evil game, didn't we? The, the demo, demo, yeah, and the shark. The shark encounter, yeah. You saw my reaction playing those two games. Yep. Got a video of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a powerful experience when you first do it It for the the first time. Because on the Resident Evil one, I was looking at my shoulder to the right and it looked a bit funny. I felt like my head was a bit too low. So it was like I had no neck, basically. But (laughs) as I was looking to the right, I then looked to the left. And it's not even supposed to scare you, but... A guy had crawled up towards me, and I actually jumped like, <laughs> like it was genuinely scary. Yeah. And then I tried the shark one, and the shark would come up, and I'd pull my feet up because I'm like, oh god, he's gonna eat me. No, eat my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> that's genuinely what I did when I played it. I pulled my feet. Up, I was like, fuck down, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I've just realised I said he'd eat my shoes. Like, <laughs> that's that's my only concern when I'm uh, in a shark cage. Yeah. Half open. It's like I'm wearing some nice shoes. <laughs> oh, I've got my diving boots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a, it was like quite the experience. I know it's just at the moment I kind of look at VR as if it's bare bones, just getting going. I don't think there's that much. No, there I, for it yet, I, I but. think the same. But I mean, like talking with your experiences, like every time I've told someone that um, I've got it, they're like, "Oh, can I have a go?" And I told my mum yesterday, and my mum was like, "Put me on something not scary." <laughs> <laughs> so it's stuck a straight on the kitchen demo. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I, I. I I wonder if like I would have given a heart attack if I did that. So, I <laughs> but I put I put her in like it's kind of like the shark encounter one, but without the shark essentially. And it takes you down, and like at the beginning, like these little yellow fishes come out. Yeah, I mean we actually jumped at that. So I'm like, <laughs> if I put her on the shark encounter or the kitchen one, she would have died. Yeah. <laughs> my mum would have died uh, in my living room. But um, I also put her on a driving one, um, Drive Club VR. And like she, like she doesn't know how to use a controller, but okay, but like just, all you need to do is press that button and turn that to turn, and uh, and she crashed into the wall within seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and she she ended up taking the uh, controller the headset off like after a couple of minutes, so, and she got she was really dizzy, so like yeah 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 motion sickness can you from it, it affects people differently though because like I I I do feel a bit like odd when I take the headset off, but. Like some people had to take like I put uh, my housemate on of uh, Josh. People know he's been on the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I put Josh on the, on it um, on um, Resident Evil Seven, and he had to take it off after ten minutes. He was like, "I feel really ill." Mm. So like, yeah. Oh, that's what I've never experienced that. But see, like you mentioned before, like playing Trackmania Turbo, some of the jumps on that game, like with VR, just ridiculous. 
And especially if you miss the thing you're meant to be jumping at, you just fall into an abyss. You're like, oh! <laughs> 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 it's terrifying. <laughs> that, that's another game to look out for. It's on offer now for £12, Trackmania Turbo. So it's definitely worth £12. Quid. It's a great, great VR racing I'll, game. I'll just m- quickly mention like, the free game this month, which is Ricks as well. That's a VR game. I went on it, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not the biggest fan of the game. Like, if I went on with maybe you, like, sometime, yeah. John, like, um, maybe, but, like, I played it, and I weren't the biggest fan of it. Um, but, like, it, it's probably, like, one of the most realistic-looking games to me. Yeah. Like, like, like Joe was talking about the shoulders earlier, and, like, I was looking around, I was like, wow. I, I actually could have believed that they were my shoulders, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, like, you're in, you're in, like, a big mechanical rig yeah <laughs> and uh it's a good name for the game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh yeah you like you're in this big mech and and it's really interesting like when, when you when you die you kind of go flying up into the air and like that makes you a bit queasy looking down like oh fuck it <laughs> yeah and it, it's it, like, I, I enjoyed it for that aspect of it i just weren't a big fan of the game i do want to play it because i mean i've given it a try like you said and it, i couldn't really get into it but it's an e-sport, yeah, e-sports game, isn't it? And people, people have been raving about it and saying, like, when you get into it, it's great. So I might just need to spend a bit of time and actually learn how to play it and, and yeah, get into maybe, it. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. All right, should we move on to another game? Um, I've recently restarted Firewatch. Have we, I, we, I don't think we've ever spoke about it on the show before. Not on the show, but I remember when it came out, you were raving about yes. it. Yes. And to the point of I bought it, but I've never played it. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I'm playing that again. Um, this, I, sorry. Sorry. On. This is one of those games where you, it, like every decision affects the game. No, I don't think that's the case. Not, I don't right. think it's, it's... it's No, it's less like that. You start off in the intro and you, you've got a few light decisions, but nothing major. Oh, okay. But to, like, to sort of give you the, the intro, you are basically out in the forest and as it's doing the backstory and giving you what it's the text backstory basically and you select a couple of options now and again but it's about how you're in your late 20s and you get into a relationship with someone and then a few years later you're talking about kids but then it never happens and this is all over like it gives you dates so it's like 1985 this happened and basically it gets to a point where your wife ends up um getting early onset alzheimer's okay. like in the backstory and this whilst whilst this whilst that text is going on, you're flipping back and two into present or whatever the present day is in that game. So it's walking. like memories are happening. In yeah, it's kind of like current it, timeline. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. giving you all the backstory as you're walking through certain sections of right. the, the game, and like it's a really really it's got an aesthetic to it. It's like I think it's quite a, a beautiful game to be playing, but yeah. So your wife gets early on to Alzheimer's, and you make a decision to either put her in a home. Or, you know, whatever. I put her in a home. Um, but it basically goes that you, you, you go visit every day and then you visit every other day and then you hardly ever visit and you end up taking this job in the middle of nowhere. Can I just, just, just on that with the Alzheimer's thing? Just go every week. She'll know no different, will she? You know, if she says, like, where have you been? I was there yesterday. Do you, do you not remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and your Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite. So it's such a poignant, emotional game. Yeah. Like, you're like, just visit once a week. No, <laughs> tell you've been there every, every day. <laughs> no. Um. So you basically take this job as a fire watchman, 
in the middle of a forest, basically in the middle of nowhere. So it's it's miles and miles away. You've took that job to escape your life, basically, and you're you know you're just a middle aged guy, just a normal guy, and yeah, it's just you you go and take this job, and I won't spoil any of the game because I think it is a really good game. Some of it's not amazing, but most of it for me is like top notch. It's it's just it starts off one way and then kind of takes a few turns along the way. And you basically you're in contact with this woman called Delilah, who's at the next tower over a few miles away. And you can sort of see each other at night, you see like this little tower in the distance with a light on. But it's like a story driven mystery sort of game. Right. But it's it's like Would it fall under a similar category to like Life is Strange kind of thing? I would say so, but like without the episodic nature, yeah. it's kind of like a you can finish that game in like five hours. Firewatch, so it's 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 like a couple of episodes of Life is Strange, yeah. but yeah, I, like I don't like I said I'm not going to spoil it, but there are certain parts in that game where it's just it's just mad. Some of the stuff going on, intense. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a thoughtful game. Like yeah. it's 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 right up my street. That it's it's it, there's a lot of care in it. So. There seems to be a few of these games coming out that are sort of like really thoughtful and they have a lot of story nature to it. Like off the top of my head, I'm, I, I'm not thinking of them, but because I've not played games in a long time, but I remember when I was looking at some new games and everything like that and some that my cousins recommended. Like these, these seem to be becoming more and more part of sort of like a... Whether it's a genre, I don't know, but like the, there's there's more yeah. of these story driven games. It's, it's kind of a, that game's a very it's a very mature game. Yeah, you're a middle aged man who's got a wife, but she's got Alzheimer's and she doesn't know who you are, and she's in a home, and you're just your only contact to anybody else is this woman who's like miles away in a different tower, and you only talk over the walkie talkie, mm. but you can say stuff, you have conversations with her over the walkie talkie. If you say like the wrong thing. She'll just go silent on you, and then it'll come up with the thing saying Delilah's taken, like Delilah's not on a walkie-talkie now. So it's it's all this, this strange stuff. But you overhear conversations she's having with someone else, and you can get paranoid of what. This is just an example of what happens on day one. You overhear her saying something to someone else, but you can make the decision whether you want to be paranoid about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I asked her about it. I was like, Well, what's that about? And she was like, Oh, well, to be honest, it's none of your business. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but whilst whilst all that's going on, you've got an actual little you've got a few tasks to do. It's very it's very linear. Is that going to be the right word for it? it? It puts you down a path and you go down the path. Yeah, but it feels a bit more a lot so, more open. But now I like that where you're literally just following a pathway in a game, but it makes you think feel like you've got the illusion of freedom, but you haven't yeah. really. You're just going down one one but, track. But what, what I like about this is like it's the game set. So, like I said, day one, that's all I've played up to now on this second time through. You've got this map and a compass, and you could probably go to a lot of different places, but as you go to certain bits along the story path, the even the sky will change colour and stuff. So it starts off nice and orangey because it's like in the evening, and then as you go a bit further on, you get to the lake and it starts getting dark and stuff. If you turned around, I'm sure it would stay dark because you've progressed the story to the point where the world's in dark now. So if you rush through it, it go dark straight away. But yeah, you don't feel it. It feels really natural. Mm-hmm. So, like when you walk back from the lake back to your tower, by the time you get back to your tower, it's like it's like pitch black out, and you've got a torch. But it the, the way they do it is really natural. You kind of have to look at the aesthetics of the game and decide whether it's a game you would like. But I kind of say it's in the same realm of, do you know, like Team Fortress Two style cell shaded yeah, yeah. type thing. So it's yeah, a cell shaded. 
game where the, it's got really lovely lighting in it. It's it's just really good. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I like those kind of that that style, which I think, again, more and more games are doing this. I think. Um, obviously games with graphics of like they've tried to push the boundaries and keep going further and further i'm going to use football games as an example fifa and pez i think they've gone too far with trying to make it look human that it doesn't look human anymore and no. i know that there's a there's a name for that where like i know where cgi it's uh, it's the uncanny valley is that what you're thinking of? i think that might yeah. be it yeah where it just looks too real you go, you go there's something wrong with that yeah um because you know it's not real but yeah. i think uh like you said that the Chelsea shading is like uh it's quite a nice it's aesthetic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i highly recommend that that sounds like something i definitely want to get on yeah it's on steam so you can get it on steam get it on ps4 yeah i mean i remember when you mentioned it when it came out i bought it then but you've sold it to me now i'm gonna, I'm gonna play it like this week I'll, really I'll, I'll, it's on, on, even the music and everything like the music's yeah. not much it's all guitars yeah. and stuff uh, no i definitely feel like i'm sold i'm, I'm down for this but it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. short game as well so you can blast that. The first time I played it, I did it in a whole the whole game in like an afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah. When I had nothing to do, I was like, played it. And then by the end of it, I was just like, exhausted. It's probably <laughs> emotionally <laughs> exhausted. Just just mentally and emotionally exhausted. Because it's, like, it's not like it's a sad game. It's not like it's a happy game. It's, it's just, just you... You go through a lot of kind of things. It was, so. it was like it was a thoroughly, thoroughly intense game. Yeah. So it's, you know, yeah. But, but like Emma mentioned as well, there is almost like a sub-genre of these games coming up. Like, everybody's gone to the Rapture. That seems like yep. a similar kind of yeah, thing yeah. where there's not much game in there, but you're just, it's an experience more than anything kind of thing. You know, I, 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 have you ever played that one? No. I've I played that, and like you say, it's not a game. You, like, you, you're literally just going through, and you'll find... I think it's like... I can't, it's been a while, but if my memory's correct, like it's like orbs of memories almost, and you kind of go into them, and you can see these memories, and that's it. You're just going through, and... And then you get to the end. And yeah, <laughs> you basically just like go and finding out what happened to everyone, like why, why there's no one there. It's yeah, like I'm sure me and you, Nick, have spoke about Gone Home before. Well, I was going to mention Gone Home. Yeah, uh, have we have we played that? That's one game that I'm not a fan of because there's literally no game in that. <laughs> it's literally I, just yeah reading stuff. And... This that's in the similar similar realm, but yeah, yeah. I I personally don't think that much of Gone Home. I yeah, liked it when I played yeah. it, but I was like, I feel like I've yeah. completed that game. I'm not sure. Yeah, can I spoil it? Yeah, um, as well. It's been out. For yeah. A Do you end up at home? It's like four. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. <laughs> you go home and basically you're wondering what's happened to your sister. Is that right? Yeah. And you're finding notes all around the house, and the big thing at the end is you find out she's a lesbian and she's run off with a woman. And that's the big. That's the big. Like that's right. right. Into it. That is pretty much. That's the big like finale to it. But I you think she's been murdered or something? You know, all the yeah. way through the game. Like I actually but, think that right. I, I have played this and I have completed it. I think I. I didn't know about it, but I think I stumbled upon that really quick way to get right to the end. Yeah, you yeah. can literally finish it straight away. There's a trophy, isn't there, for completing the game in 30 seconds? Yeah. yeah. There's like a hidden key in like a wall when you walk in. You just I, go straight up to the attic and finish the game. I actually think that's exactly what I did. Like, but I, I, I weren't aware of it. I just did it. I was like, that was a really short game. Yeah. See, when I played it, though, I remembered some moments where I was like, something mad's going to happen here. Like when you first go up into the attic and stuff, like towards yeah. the end, you're like, oh my God. I'm going up into the attic, but, but you get up there and you're like, I think that's what it was when I hit the ending hit me. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was expecting like, I, I first put that game on. I'll be honest. I went into it without any idea what that game was. I thought for the first 20 minutes of the game, it was going to be a horror game mm. because I, you're scrambling around outside looking for a key. 
you walk in, doors start closing and stuff. Yeah, that's the way they, they, they make it look, don't they? Like, yeah. it's a horror game, basically, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, I think it'd been better as a better as a horror I game. I think but so. that kind of game's like, it's right down my street. Like, that is my type of game, kind of thing. You where you can go around searching for clues and stuff. I actually really enjoy that kind of thing. Like, I know it's like, I was just saying, like, nothing happens in Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, but, like... I really enjoyed that game. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, I do just enjoy going around finding stuff. That's my... Like, that's what I've, I've... Life is Strange. It's probably one of the best ones out there for doing that. And I love it. It's, like, my mm. favourite game. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we move on? Should we... Yeah, I've got one more game, if that's okay. Just really quick. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. All right. Came out on Thursday. So we've been hammering that over the weekend. And it's great. Uh, absolutely love it I mean it's, there's not much to say about sports games really is there but uh, they've slowed it down a lot compared to last year even the ball movement when you like when you ping a ball across the pitch it just takes a lot longer to get there now it feels a lot more realistic compared to uh, last year's one but yeah I'm, I'm absolutely loving it so for me it's better than FIFA definitely mm. definitely worth giving a go uh, like I mentioned before the graphics are getting better and better every year and it looks more and more real but with Pez, I feel like they still have their own unique art style to it. Yeah. They have like a character model, which looks like just something about it looks good. FIFA's are going for this photorealistic thing. And it's, it, it's almost too glossy. Like, yeah, there's something FIFA's. about it. it look, that Uncanny Valley yeah. thing, it looks weird kind of thing. Whereas because Pez have got this hint of like it looking like a cartoon character almost, I, I just buy it a lot more yeah, than, than, than FIFA. But yeah, it's definitely worth giving a go. Uh, great game. I definitely get it. I, I give the demos a go every year, and it's, I don't always get the the main uh, football game, but I'll definitely give the demos a go. Yeah, give it a try. Yep. On the subject of football games, Sam, you've recently purchased the pre-order for Football Manager football 2018. Manager. Oh, yep. I, I spoke about it. Oh, did we do we uh, go that last week? I think just when you went off. Okay. Uh, I spoke about Sad sort times. of that they'd uh, released the. Uh, the date for when it's going to come out, yeah. but I've pre-ordered that off. Sort it out. Si. I think I'm gonna. I'll be buying that. I need. I need yeah. the a more up-to-date one. Maybe they can do that in VR. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> VR football. Yeah. The on, on, on the, on the touchline. You get up from the bench and you start shouting at your players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Get sent to the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wanted to clean one thing up about last week. We've talked a bit of anime, me and you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Neither of us mentioned Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I feel like one of us should have done that. Yeah, because that's that that's one of the classic animes. Yeah. It's amazing. But we didn't even mention it, so I'm mentioning it now. I, I, when I was editing the podcast, I listened back to it. And I was like, oh. I mean, to be fair, there's plenty of animes that weren't mentioned, like which should have probably got true. Like, yeah, there's loads of them which, like, I, I consider some of my favorite anime, like. Dragon Ball, that whole universe, I love that that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? There's, there's another one I can. I'm really like, like you, you something hacker show or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, there's loads of animes which I think are absolutely made. But yeah, we just didn't mention. I was gonna say, um, like, like we were on subject of games and like just brought anime up. Then one of my favorite games is Catherine. Have we ever spoke about Catherine before? I mean, we've spoke about it off the pod, yeah. but not not on the pod though. No, it's basically like an anime puzzle game with a story behind it where you can make good and bad decisions, and depending on what decision you get, depend. <laughs> it's sort of it's who you end up with at the end of the game, but you either go with the sort of your girlfriend basically yeah. or this new girl who's appeared and like from your decision through the game 
yeah, it's it's a soundtrack with good music. And oh, actually, I don't know if I ever mentioned it before, but the 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 intro for this show samples Catherine. Oh no, video never game. mentioned that. So we actually we've already got that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, that's that's a good game, and I'm gonna play that again soon. I think. Again, I remember you talking about it, and I've got it on PS3 and just never played it. You know, on the uh, PlayStation Plus download yeah. queue. Yeah. And just never played it, but yeah, it it's free, another game that I want to play. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the best zero pounds I've ever spent on a game. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, my, my PS3 download queue. I've got oh, four hundred games on there. <laughs> yeah, I've no. never played any of them. <laughs> I've got like a library of games to play there, and I just have never you, do have it. Have you ever? Have you seen the, the kind of anime free game? I think it's this month. And it's it looks like the worst game I've ever seen in my life. To be honest, <laughs> it's like it's it's a weird like anime game, but like these birds, uh, it's like oh um, yeah, um, Hato full boyfriend or something. Yeah, something like <laughs> yeah. it's a yeah, it's a dating basically. I think it's a dating simulator. It looks game, like it, but um, everyone's a pigeon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. It looks generally awful, to be honest. Sounds interesting. But like, I obviously added it to my library because it was free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, I mean, I have no idea what that game is, but it looks like a pigeon dating simulator. Yeah, pretty I want to play that now. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually get on that tonight when I get back. I might give that a go and we'll talk about it next Yeah, week. definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, have we got any final points before we move on? Uh, not about games. I've just got a TV show, yeah. that's yeah. okay in a movie. TV? Yeah. So. Uh, the only TV thing I want to mention is me and Nick have watched uh, South Park this week. Uh, you, you guys watched it, it yet? With the new one? The new yeah. series, oh, I didn't yeah. even realise it started up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't until Nick mentioned it, and uh, I watched it last night. Uh, I wasn't blown away by it, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, you say this, but like, he came into work today and he was like, I watched it, I, I weren't the biggest fan, but then we started talking about it and he was laughing dead <laughs> off at everything yeah. we talked about. So <laughs> It's not really a spoiler this, Joe, it's just one little thing from the show, but... Talking about it, I found it a lot funnier than actually watching it on the show. The, sh- the episode is all about uh, America's problems and how like people ignore that just by watching reality TV. And like uh, Randy, Randy, Randy Marsh, Stan's the kid, isn't it? Yeah, Randy, yeah, Randy Marsh. Is, Randy's one of the best characters on South Park as well. Well, I think Faith Feely is as well because it's all about Randy now. Randy and Carmen, <laughs> they're, the, they're the two main characters on the show now, I feel. Randy is one of the best char- yeah. characters though. And Randy has got his own reality TV show called White People Renovate Houses. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, like your typical reality TV show, like white people renovating houses. <laughs> and how, like, everyone in America doesn't, doesn't care about the country's problems because they're watching white people renovating houses. <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah, that, that, one, that one gag got me like that was good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll get on that. It's definitely not classic South Park, but it's worth watching. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see because um, obviously last uh, season was like it followed on from each other each episode, isn't it? And uh, the the end of last season was the, the episode was named the end of serialization as we know it. So I was assuming we were going back to the old just just random storylines, yeah, in standalone episode. stuff, yeah. Uh, but one thing in this episode stood out to me as like following on from last season well they soon got rid of that as well though didn't they I so. guess so so may- maybe it will but mm. I guess we'll wait till next week to see if it uh, yeah if can we'll I carry that on. Oh, sorry, go on. sorry well I'm just thinking the whole thing of America's problems I imagine Mr Garrison is going to be president again at some point I imagine so, so that'll yeah. come back I imagine like yeah, yeah. was it written all last I don't watch the show but from what I've heard it was written all last season that because it's basically the writers of Trump, is it? Yeah. Not in it, but like... Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Garrison was like a, a Trump. Yeah. 
But when, like they, when they write it as if he's just going to lose because Trump was going to lose yeah, in real yeah. life. And then they, it all they never counted on it. No, when it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it rolled them into a corner. <laughs> yeah, literally, they, they had like this episode like um, written out for like the final episode of the season, I think it was. And then, yeah. then that happened and they were like, fuck, we have to, <laughs> we have to write something else. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Harrison's going to be the uh, president for the next, for the next four, four years. years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion on South Park, but I don't think South Park have ever really done a bad season. I I genuinely like yeah like, I can I, enjoy every single season uh, yeah. in in its own right yeah I think mm-hmm. like even the last season even though like they decided to switch things up and try and like I say like serialize the uh, song the song uh, the series um like yeah I still enjoyed that season to be honest oh definitely man I think it's got got better and better as the years have gone on because yeah I'll pull you up on that yeah you you spent a few years not. Watching any South Park, and then I did not not because it was bad. Just no, to, yeah. I just got out of it, kind of thing. So but... I remember, I remember us talking about it, and I was like, "You need to get on it." And you were like, "Oh, yeah, I know." But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you like the later stuff. But you don't like where the Simpsons have just gone off a cliff after like series eight <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. This just gets has been getting stronger and stronger every year. Like yeah. the, the member berries last year were hilarious. Yeah. The year before PC Principal, they're like two, for me those are like two of the highlights of the whole show, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. PC right, Principal I'm, in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about PC Principal, but I act, I'm sure in like the trailer for this series, the member berries made an appearance. We might right. see more of them. Like. I'll be coming back. Yeah, so yeah. give it a watch. See what you think. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that a watch. Yep. All right. All right. So um, I've got more TV shows. If, yeah, if go I, for it. I mean, I just some I've been watching this week because I used to watch. Well, as I say I used to watch it, but I used to watch American Horror Story like the first season, and I loved the first season, and then the second season came out. And I got about halfway through and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> I hate I hate the second season. So I've just not watched it ever since. But now the the, the newest season, um what's it called? Um God it's oh I can't remember. Are you on about the phobia? Yeah, the season Trippetophobia or something. No, no, sorry, the no. actual name of the series. It's it's um cult. Sorry. Uh, American horror story cult it's called. It's got a thing, you know, on it from um it's got the it's got the clown. Yeah, he's he's made a return. That it's not often that an actual like character sort of as far, well, as, far as I know well, a, a character turns up because it's the same actors all the time. But well, well, yeah, it actually has happened because what the reason I was getting into it is because like I've been watching a new season and there's only two episodes and I'm 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 quite enjoying that. But I I'd not watched any of the old ones since season one, so I thought I'd go back and watch Freak Show, and uh, and which is the one with the clown in it. Have you watched any of the old seasons? Uh, I've seen the freak show season. Yeah, I'm watching that now, and uh, obviously, like you say, the clowns made a reappearance in this season. But the pinheads from that season, <laughs> right. they, they were in season two in the asylum. Yes, that's right. So um, they, they they do sometimes. Have yeah, the same. I, suppose, I suppose they they do it more than you realize. Yeah, uh, like because it always uh, takes place in the same universe. But mm. like, I'm I'm really enjoying freak show at the moment. So I'm probably going to finish that and then go to hotel because. I've heard Lady Gaga's actually amazing in it. Yeah, um, I've seen bits of that season, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the Freak Show season. I thought I thought it was good. It was th- at times I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm really getting on to this, but by the end of it, I was like, yeah, that that was a good season. Yeah. Have you have you have you watched any of the um, last season? Not this one that's out now, but the... I watched the first. Was that the House one? Yeah, I watched the first few episodes of that. I I've, I've watched about the first two as well, but. I mean, I don't know how it ended up, but the way it was going was it was a, it was a really mental concept, which I don't know if it ever worked out. But it was basically 
the actors and then the actors playing the actors living together in a house with like yeah just stuff going on and then they split the season into some strange way where the first part was like introducing it the second part was the filming of the show then the next part was like the filming of like the documentary about the show yeah. with the actors and the actors playing the actors yeah is that pretty close no, no, apparently that's pretty much exactly how the season goes I've not, okay. not finished it but like I, right, I love that idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just mental I mean, but like they, they have just gone down a weird path with that. It's season. it's not worth explaining if you've not seen the uh, the season. I, I just like that bit there, like you know that that whole thing about like it's a perfectly grammatical sentence to say badger badgers badger badger. The actors playing the actors playing the actors. The actors playing the actors playing the actors. I like that. Yeah. But, um, like yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying Freak Show at the moment. Um, but um, have you have you heard the theory um, about American Horror Story? It came out probably about in season three or something. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd heard is that that they were hoping that there was going to be something that strings it all together. Well, this was the fan theory, and the fan theory was that each season is going to be a circle of hell, you know, in like the, the, nine, oh, right. in the nine circles of hell. And uh, like now we're up to season seven, like it's pretty much confirmed. Well, it was pretty much confirmed up until the the showrunners came out and went, yeah, that is it. It's literally the thing. It, the, like each season, is different. So, so is that the thing? It is the thing. Like each one. So, so because it's the same actors, you can assume that each of them are going down, going down each circle of hell. And in the ninth season, we don't know what might happen, but um, that would be the end of the circle of hell storyline, I guess. But um, I don't know what. I, I'm guessing they're not just going to want to end it after nine seasons because they've got a good thing going there. So yeah, I think they like. I've I've dipped in and out of seasons of American Horror Story, so there's some I've not seen any of, and there's mm. some where I've seen them all. Like I think it's the ideas I like because it's it's got that's an amazing idea oh, to do a show for this long, and then whether it's something they've only thought about in the last couple of years. I but, mean, like I say, the uh, theory came out in season three, and it's only like this year that the showrunners like confirmed it. So maybe 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 like after that theory came out, they were like, you know something. Let's just roll with that. <laughs> Let's just roll with this uh, this theory. So that's because not many shows have a season by season show where it's the same actors playing completely different yeah, yeah. characters I, every I, yeah. season in I, a different time zone, a different place. But that theory, like, pretty much explains it all. Yeah, it? that they're and all. That, just, I love it. They're all just going through all the different circles of hell. Like. That's yeah, I like that. And like in this latest season, like there was just, it, it might I might have just been reading it completely wrong, but like there was um, the one of the characters she was like definitely terrified of like clowns, and, and to me that 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 was like maybe a callback saying like like because they've gone through this before in like a different circle of hell maybe that's why or something. But I, I might I probably was reading that completely wrong, but that might be it. Who knows? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I wanted, <coughs> wanted to talk mention about. I don't think I've got any other TV shows or anything. Anything. Right. Um, we we all happy to move on. Yeah, I've cool. got I've got a couple of yeah. just updates really. Um, Ozark, which I've mentioned before. Um, I've finished episode seven, so I've got three left. That's a ten part, uh, season one. Um, keeps getting better and better. I reckon it gets a little bit weirder um, as it's gone on. Um, some character de- decisions and stuff like that. Um, uh, Jason Bateman's sort of <clears throat> witty humour. There's almost an inside joke in it that his wife 
his wife and him have a fallen out and she's a, she has a go at him and he doesn't say anything back and she says, oh, what, no dry witty comeback from you then? <laughs> it's just like, it's almost as if she's just speaking to Jason Bateman rather than his character. <laughs> um, so that's, I, I really like Ozark. Um, and the other show I've watched is Suits. I think it's season six. I've, I've got up to, I think they've just added either a season or two six and seven onto Netflix. Oh, so I've watched the first three episodes of that, but I just find that so easy to watch. And I just, I, I blast through those three episodes and I reckon the next two seasons, I'm just going to get through pretty quick. Yeah. So, get on those. I definitely want to try out Ozark. I just like Jason Bateman. I just yeah. think, uh, we've mentioned before on the Central Intelligence pod, I think he's just a, he plays like a, the nice guy really well. And the, Sleaze bag really well as well. You know, the nice guy yeah. pretending to be a nice kind of thing. Yeah, so I definitely want to check out Ozark. Right, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I might be wrong here. In a, what's that a, that TV series that's on Netflix? Um, was was he in Arrested Development? Was he in there? Was yeah, he, he's Michael Bluth in it. I've started watching that now. I'm like, I think. Oh, I'm, really? I've just started watching oh, Arrested that, Development. That's. I think that's the funniest TV show. And like, like yeah. I, I, I tried it ages ago. The first episode, I was like, oh, I can't get into this. Oh. But like, I started watching it now, and I'm, I'm genuinely like really enjoying it. It's actually yeah. really good, and like, he's amazing in it. Yeah, he is. Like, so like, I'm probably gonna um, try and finish that off. Yeah, eventually. he's like the straight guy in it, but Will Arnett's playing Joel. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's so good. I think all the characters in that are amazing, though. Like, even like Michael, C- is it Michael Sarah and Michael. C- yeah, 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 George yeah. Michael. <laughs> George, George Michael, who's like, yeah. like, like madly in love with his cousin. <laughs> yeah, that's just amazing. Yeah, and even like the uh, the father's played by oh, I can't think of his name now. The bald guy uh, from like the Hangover films and stuff. Yeah, but like there's loads of big characters yeah. in there. Him and the wife, like they're both hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I'm gonna have to get back on that. Like, I like, I've, like I say, I've never watched it before, but I've, I just thought basically I was bored one day. I was like. It's on Netflix. I might yeah. watch it, and I'm actually, actually really enjoying it now. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I find those that that show to be one of those easy twenty minute filler episodes. That, I've, I've, been, I've been watching it again recently. That's literally so why really I good. started watching. Yeah, it. I was yeah. like, I've got twenty minutes here. What can I do? Yeah. Oh, fucking Arrested Development. It's on it. <laughs> Another one of those filler shows is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm gonna get back on that. And talking about it's. I think we need to rename the show into the all It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> show we mention every week. Because it's so good, Joe. I've watched like episode one, two, and three, and I want to watch more. Well, if but while we're talking of It's Always Sunny, like I don't like we mentioned last week that we were going to a um, Alan Partridge quiz. And oh, we, yeah. <laughs> we went. We went to that. That was that was a good night. Enjoyed that, but yeah, that was good. But but me and Inman and uh, a few other people are uh, going to an It's Always Sunny quiz uh, at the end of this month, um, which I'm really looking forward to. I don't I don't think we'll win because, like, I think I, we've we've all watched it. I've not watched it for a long time, so I'm just going to try and get through as much yeah. as I can in between now and when it is and it is it's a couple of weeks or something like that so it's just trying to blast through it but, so. yeah but like 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 what meg's meg's brothers like watch it like through like four times yeah. and so we're basically counting on him <laughs> to to get us through to win us that trophy you know what i mean well you need to win nick now keep our record going yeah 100 record we need, we need to keep the record the winning yes. re- winning streak going don't we can't mention something from that night as well uh we've mentioned cooper before 
on this pod a few times. We, we worked with him and your old friends with Marvin yeah, yeah. Cooper. We were walking back to the train station and a couple of 30-year-old looking, maybe 25, 30-year-old looking people, <laughs> two, of, two of them, people. I don't know whether they were male or female. I'm not trying to dis- disparage them. <laughs> they were walking ahead of us. One of them I'd like. They look like Kevin and Perry. They look, they look like Kevin and Perry. Coop's got straight onto it. I mean, I'm not condoning this kind of behaviour. <laughs> just to make that clear, but it was hilarious. <laughs> we were walking behind them and Coop just started shouting, oh, Kevin and Perry, <laughs> top of his voice. And like, that was, I, I, I just find him hilarious. I, I was cracking up laughing. But other people started joining in. <laughs> Random people on no, the street were doing quotes with a film at these two people. We've like, literally like 15 minutes of this walk where. Yeah, where all where, the way to Watson Station. Where, where Cooper was just shouting, Kev! Kevin! Kevin! Kev! Kevin! <laughs> But then it was pointing out to random people who were walking past Kevin and Perry and they were like shouting as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Abusing the normal people of the streets. Yeah, that was a good night. Uh, Luke, Nick's brother, uh, stole a traffic, co- a traffic cone outside well, BK. Steal it. <laughs> it's uh, quite an accusation. Well, he tried to steal one, a, a yellow cleaning one from inside BK, but the security guard said, oh, put that down. <laughs> <laughs> so he went outside and got one from outside instead. Yeah, but <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, like he actually asked the security guard, can I, have, can I use this one? Yeah, can, can, I, can I go for this? He's like, yeah, go for it. Uh, and, and you might have seen on the group, our group, that there was a picture of him with a cone on his head. Yeah. yeah. This That was the result of him taking that cone. <laughs> a little uh, Alan Partridge nod, that was. Yep. It was. Yeah, so it was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, like you see, you're talking about um, it's always sunny. Else we go into the quiz, but I, I, I've re- only recently started, like, finished. Sorry, the entirety of that series. Oh, okay. Like, and I've, I've, I've really dying to watch it again. Like, this, I, I'm the type of person that once I've watched a series, I don't want to watch it again for a good five years or something because. Mm. I'm the same as that. I, you know what I mean? I I I I I want to try and almost forget it before I start watching it again. But it's always sunny. I've I finished it, and I'm dying to get on it now. now right now, I want to start watching it again. I want. I need more yeah. Danny DeVito in my life. I need more Charlie Charlie Day in my life. <laughs> I need these people, and they're the only two names I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're the big guys, aren't they? But um, yeah, I love them. I've like the, the you you you've been watching it, have you, Joe? Uh, like I said, not recently. I want to get I want to get back onto it because I enjoyed it when I watched it. It's like, did you watch much of it? Like three seasons? Uh, no, first three episodes. All oh, right. Well, the, the, there's no Danny DeVito. See, I was going to say you're watching the first season, and that for me was definitely the worst season. But when, once Danny DeVito comes in, that that season that that show picks up, and it becomes the best show ever. And don't get me wrong, the first season is amazing, but like there's um, a gag in it um, where. Well, it's not even a gag. Um, I, I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast. Someone mentioned it, maybe. But um, basically, there's a character in it, and he comes in at the beginning of the season, and he's just fat, <laughs> right? And, and, and like, at the end of the season, like, in the, in the next season, he's just thin again. And in an interview or something like that, the guy actually meant, said that, like, 
the whole reason he did it was because he thought it'd be funny. He just thought it'd be funny yeah. to be, be fat like in the next season and then lose it all again <laughs> at the end. And, and that this is the type of people that like write this show. When I when I watched that season though, when he comes in, he's proper fat. I was like, that's an amazing looking fat suit. Like, how have they done that? Like, and I was like, no, he actually got fat. Yeah, like, he got fat. <laughs> but like, he, he just thought like between seasons, like you know, I'm just gonna get a fat yeah. because I think it'll be hilarious. And and then he lost it again at the end of the season. And I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like I, I mean, it, that plays really well in the show because they just take the piss out of him all the time for being yeah, fat. Yeah. Like he's he's just sat there like just a blob, just well, like <laughs> like in the show he's he's like he's proper into his well he claims that he's proper into like weightlifting and he's really yeah, strong yeah. and he's like a muscle man kind of thing. So he's like, no, I'm just bulking, I'm bulking, <laughs> I'm just bulking. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets out of breath really quick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is amazing, definitely carry on watching that joke <laughs> wait until Danny DeVito gets in and honestly you will be in stitches right like, he's probably the best character ever <laughs> sounds good yeah I'll get, I'll, I'll get back on that um, got any more or? just got one film if that's okay yeah, yeah. go into a film yourself uh, I rewatched last week uh, Drive for the first time in a few years Ryan Gosling uh and I love this film. Have you guys seen it? I think you've watched it, Nick. No. I watched it very recently. Yeah. yeah. First time in a few years since I've watched it. But uh, I mean, I, wa- I talked about Baby Driver a few months ago, and everyone loved Baby Driver when it came out, raving about it. And I watched it. And I didn't get the uh, didn't get the whole hoo ha about it. But for me, like Baby Driver wishes it was Drive. That's what you know. That that's the the feeling it's going for. Trying to be I, cool I, I, and I stuff like that. And it drives just a million times better. Just the opening scene of the film where they're doing a heist and he's driving people away from the heist, and he uses like a, a baseball game, letting fans out to like hide among yeah, the crowd. Yeah. And even that whole—it's not even a chase, really. Like he's just driving away, and whenever the police turn up, he just pulls in, pulls up and turns his lights off, and the police will go past, you know, and he, he carries on driving, kind of thing. It's like a slow speed chase, almost. It's just weird, you know. <laughs> uh, but but really good. Uh, loved it. That was good. Uh, there's a few other, a few other bits and bobs. Uh, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. She's really good in it. Uh, do you remember Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons? Yes. One of the best characters ever. Yeah, yeah. The guy who does his voice, Albert Brooks, is the bad guy in Drive. Right. And it's so funny, like, just seeing this nice, cuddly old man, like, <laughs> with the voice of Hank Scorpio. Just like killing people by knifing them in the neck and stuff, <laughs> and sticking fork in, forks in people's eyes and stuff like that. He, he's he's great in it. Uh, have, you, have you guys seen it? Did he say or no? You watched it. Then? I'm like Kerry Mulligan, the actress. Have you heard of her at all? Or she's no. like the main lead in this, the female lead. Okay. But like between 2011 and 2013, she was in like every film ever, <laughs> and she's she's just like that dropped off a cliff. I've not seen her in the last three or four years. And I think she's one of them actresses that has a look that Hollywood likes, but as soon as they get a little bit too old for it and start to look a bit different, they're like, get rid of them. You know, I'm not interested mm-hmm. anymore. But she was in like this, The Great Gatsby. There was loads of other stuff as well. But yeah, she's just disappeared. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's happened there, but she's uh, really good in it. You sound concerned. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has anyone heard from Kerry Mulligan? <laughs> <laughs> Email him. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Uh, Oscar Isaac is in this. Before he became like massive, like he is now, he's in like Star Wars now, The Force Awakens, playing Poe Dameron and that kind of stuff. But he was in this in a small part, and he's really good in it. 
uh, and Brian Cranston as well. Uh, we mentioned a few weeks ago that I like Brian Cranston, but it feels like he's fell into this groove where he's just doing, is it Walt, he's called? Yeah. Breaking Bad, just doing, just doing Walter White and everything he's in. Like I, I said about Sneaky Pete that he's in that and he's just, his angry voice just all the yeah. time. Like. <laughs> but it's the angry, and I think I mentioned before, the angry and emotional stuff mm. where it's, it's really, it's emotional, he's about to crab his angry at the same time. <laughs> like, and in this, though, there's nothing like that. It, it, it's great in this film. It's like a, plays a crippled kind of garage owner. Yeah, I remember and, uh, that. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing like Walter White, nothing like any other <laughs> part. Like, and you feel sympathy for him, you know, he's it's, it's great in this as well. Uh, but yeah, just a great film. It's an easy five out of five. Nicholas Winding Refn directed it, who did stuff like Neon Demon. Uh, right. That was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Film. Uh, just one little fact they throw up in the film as well. That there were 2,000 heists a year in LA. Does that sound right? Like I should, I should have thousand heists in, in LA. In LA, so that's like about what's that six a day or something like. That's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I probably like, don't put it past it in LA. <laughs> yeah, just a random little fact. I, mean, I didn't fact check it, but yeah, two thousand a year. That. So lot of heists. Mean, they need to crack down on that. <laughs> <laughs> the heist number. Yeah. They might have just pulled that out of the, out of the sky. Though. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, great film. It's an easy five out of five. Uh, yeah, loved it. Yep. Cool. I just want to mention one film, and it's a rewatch again from a childhood film. This is uh, the Page Master. Anyone seen the Page? No one's seen. The... I've seen it, but it was like literally years ago like when I watched the page it. Do you want to book it in for a, for a later show? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, it's a novel idea. <laughs> it's uh, it's the right way of doing it. It's got uh, Macaulay Culkin as the lead the lead actor. Macaulay Culkin, the, 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 as a kid, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, and it's got loads of big actors. It's got Whoopi Goldberg in it as like um, a fantasy book. She's, when you call her a big actor, sorry. do you mean she's fat? No, she has put a lot of weight on recently. Like a popular, a popular actor. Like she's definitely a popular actor. <laughs> and I, I, swear, I swear, this this film was just like a, a um, like a load of Star Trek um, actors coming together because she was obviously in Star Trek. She yep. was, um, and Patrick Stewart is an adventure book in it. He's from Star Trek. Yeah, um, Le- sounds full of stars. Um, Leonard Nimoy. Is mm-hmm. uh, um, Jekyll in the in the film? Because uh, like it's it, basically it starts off as like a live action film, um, and then like um, Macaulay Culkin falls into this animated film uh, in this animated world where like he's on the pages of books and stuff. It's really good though. Like I I, I loved it when I was a kid, and I still loved it when I watched it the other day as well. Fantastic. What would you rate it? Oh, I'd give it a good uh, four out of, four point five out of five. Sounds good. good. I've not seen it for years. I need to watch it again. Yeah, I might, I might, I might, I might get it. Get everyone to watch it for one <laughs> yeah. See what happens. All right. Uh, any last things before we move on? Nope. All right. Uh, well, let's take a little break. We'll be back after this short break to talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. All right, we're back. Let's talk about my favourite film, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, finally. You, you've mentioned Fi- this quite a few times. Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to get it all out on this show. And finally then... on to uh, 
the 2004 classic. Yes. Um, it was 2004, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 2004. It was, yeah. Um, I'll give you the synopsis for the film. When their relationship turns sour, a couple undergo a procedure to have each other erased from their memories. But is it is only through the process of loss that they discover what they had to begin with. Um, this film has a star-studded cast. Yep. I'll, I'll, the Jim Carrey, Kay Winslet, yep. Elijah Wood, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I forgot about Elijah Wood. Yeah. 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 Um, Jerry, don't know who that is. Uh, Kirsten <laughs> Dunst. Star, <laughs> David Cross. Kirsten David Dunst. Cross, I forgot about him as well. Yeah, David Cross is in it. He's, yeah. he's in it briefly, but... yeah. Like I, I like a bit of David Cross. Yeah, yeah. he went through a phase of doing loads of cameos. He was in like Men in Black one and two, I think, just doing like a cameo part, like yeah. David Cross. Yeah, um, yeah. Written by Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Yep. yep. And who, the, the guy behind. Oh, sorry. Yep. The the guy who written the film we we reviewed two weeks ago. Being yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Being <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Which got five stars from everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's directed by Michelle Gondry, yep. who I'm a fan of. Um, he did Be Kind Rewind and I don't remember liking that though oh really because my memory of that is I, I enjoyed that more than this oh that's why I love Be Kind Rewind he also did like the Green Hornet which is just I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a big well, that's fan that's the one with Seth Rogen though, Seth yeah. Rogen yeah wasn't did, what, sorry I'm sorry I, I've jumped in on you Go oh on. no yeah Green Hornet yeah. Uh, like a remake of the old TV show and it not great. I don't think he did. He did a film called The Science of Sleep a couple oh, of years yes. after Eternal Sunshine. Yep. And I, I like I've only seen it once, but I remember loving that. I remember you telling me about it, and I was planning on watching it, and, and never got around to it. But, yeah, that's like yeah. a multi-language. I think it's English, French, and Spanish. Um, but it's about dreams and stuff. Oh, so right. it's in it's it's in a similar sort of weird place as this film. And yeah. He did it straight after, so like two years later. So he was obviously he was obviously in that frame of mind for those yeah. days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let, let's talk about it. Um, I mean, just to, just to start, like, talking about John Malkovich, like, you can tell it's been, it's been written by, like, the same guy. Yeah. Like, it, it's got the same weirdness to it. <clears throat> I feel Charlie Kaufman, I've not seen that adaptation yet, and I've not seen her... But I feel like Charlie Kaufman is right, and it's all about getting in people's heads by the sound of it, like yeah, yeah. literally in being John Markovich's case. And this one, it's all memories, you yeah. know, that kind of literally visualizing the memories, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like in the film out. They've a lot of the stuff that's been filmed. There's not that much CGI in this film. There's a mm. little bit, but most of it's just interesting camera work and like forced perspectives. So mm. there's a scene later on. This is going to have spoilers all over at this, but. It's Jim Carrey as an adult sat under a table. Yeah, yeah. Like a, as the size of a child, even though he's an adult. Yeah. So like, they've obviously just got large tables. <laughs> so no, but this is it though. They, they've the table is like a really long table, and the table slanted as is the whole room. So the whole room was slanted filming that, but with the way it's filmed and the over the shoulder camera and everything, none of that was CGI. That was all just. Good yeah. camera work, just camera like, tricks. Yeah, yeah, like some other interesting things. Like it, it something caught my eye anyway. Like he was sat under a table at one point, and like um, it was kind of a memory of him being a child under this like corrugated like roof, yeah, kind of thing. And the the table was like corrugated. Um, and I don't, I don't know why it caught my eye, but like I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. It's got like a cool little prop there, like yeah. Um, and and I think I had the same thing. Like he sat in the living room, 
and and it just starts raining in there. I was like, that's really quite cool. I, mm. I like that. <laughs> I mean, there's a bit late on in the film where, like, he's getting to the house on the beachfront and the house starts kind of shifting and stuff. Yeah. And again, it's just a weird... It starts falling down. Yeah, like a weird just way of filming it kind of thing. It's a definitely visually unique. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of, one of the things I really like about this is you can, you can get that feeling from how it was portrayed on the film, if you get what I mean. Yeah. It's... So, for the one of the scenes is where... Jim Carrey, not Jim Carrey. Well, let's let's call him Joel because that's his character's name. Joel's like chasing after Clementine, and he keeps turning, and the roads keep swapping around, yeah. and he's basically lost. When they were filming that, the cameramen were getting lost as well. They didn't know what was going on, so even the cameramen were saying to Michelle Gondry, "As long as you're happy with this, it's fine." But we actually don't know what we're doing now, and he was like, "Yep, yeah, just carry on." Yeah. So. Even when they were filming it, people were getting confused about what's going on, and I think that adds that adds something else to it. It's like a happy scene. accident. It like plays into the idea of what Jim Carrey's feeling. Like if if the cameraman following them is getting lost, it like it just helps the the yeah. illusion of like, yeah. I think I think what I like when I was watching it, you can use Clementine's her as a sort of reference point for yeah. what timeline you're in at that point. Yeah. yeah. So you know where where roughly you are. Judging by the colour of her, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like I like I, I relate to this film a lot, and basically she's she is wacky, she's completely out there. She's basically playing the Jim Carrey part of the film. Yeah, he's the uh, straight man, isn't he? In, yeah. the, in this one, like she said in in an interview that she was basically playing the Jim Carrey role, and Jim Carrey was playing the straight down the line role. Yeah, like like Nick mentioned before that scene where he's under the table and she's like. His mum, she basically won't. Is that right? Um, it's his, oh, his mum's friend. Yeah, is his mum's friend. Yeah. Uh, and it's just such a goofy scene, kind of thing. And but she she carries it off, you know. It's a uh... yeah, yeah. But like it's it's yeah. The dynamic between those two, I think, worked really well. So, yeah. Like I I watched a lot of the extras on the D Blu-ray, and yeah, those two those two were basically acting the characters long before. They actually started like filming and stuff. They were just trying to get close to to each other so they could figure out, you know, how to play these roles. And there's one outtake where, not outtake. It's it, they were just in somewhere practicing lines, and Jim Carrey literally picks the tape recorder up and throws it against the wall and breaks the tape recorder. So like, because he was filming <laughs> one, they were basically testing out one of the scenes, but. Yeah, he was just breaking stuff because they were getting so into it. Yeah, and I've, that's that's what I like about it. You can tell this film has got a lot of thought behind it. You know. Yeah, and this was at the peak of Jim Carrey trying to be a serious actor. Once you know he was proper going yeah. for it at this yeah. point. Well, yeah, this this is the first film I watched with him. It has oh, really? A serious role. Like, so I've seen like the Truman Show and stuff before this, but yeah, like like actually, sorry, yeah. I I still consider that almost a bit of a wacky film. Oh really? Show, yeah, but um, like so, like for me, this is like the first serious role I've seen him in, and I think he pulled it off. I like I, I like I I weren't expecting him to pull out rubber face at any time. Yeah, no, so. I, I think he is great in it. Uh, Kate Winslet is one of those people that, when I was a bit younger, like I was twenty four when this film came out, and I wasn't particularly bothered about Kate Winslet. But the older I get, the more I realise like. She has a lot of charisma. She's actually like really beautiful kind of thing, and I think she's aging really well as well. Like she looks amazing. Like she's put like forty now or something, and she looks amazing for you know uh, for age and what have you. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Kate Winslet. She's amazing in this, and 
been great in everything else I've seen her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think she she played played the character like to the actual like spot on level. I don't think you yeah. could have played that character any better. Yeah. Um, few points I'll sort of go through. Yeah. Um, I like how Joel basically at one point in the film says, "I should get back with Naomi." And he says, "Nice is good," but then he just bumps into Clementine, who's putting gin <laughs> in a drink just in like in the morning, yeah, just yeah. just just drinking gin in the morning. Yeah. That's not what he would normally do. It's 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 these things where in a relationship, these these things you sort of pick up on. Um, like there's a bit where she gets right up in his personal space. And his body language, like Jim Carrey's body language, is like spot on. It's like you actually watch him almost recoil into himself. It, it's the little details like yeah. that that I think yeah, really give the, this the, film the sell it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just on that, I mean, I think you mentioned that his uh, Michelle Gondry's film after this was The Science of Sleep. I think there's a a big influence from these two films on Inception. In terms of you know going into memories and it's like a dream, mm. like dream logic almost. Uh, yeah, and just just stuff like that. You know the uh, even the vi- the visuals of the houses falling down and changing. There's a lot of stuff like that in Inception and what have you. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, a big influence on uh, on that and stuff. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely. It it's a very quotable film as well. I think so. There are obviously the main quotes that come from the original poem that influenced some of this uh, but I'll just pull you out some of the ones that are not the more common ones um, they have a bit of an argument and he says and she says do you think I'm like gonna fuck do you think I fucked someone tonight and he, <laughs> his reply is no I assume you fucked someone tonight and that's what causes her to sort of leave yeah like that's the way he delivers the line... Yeah, just um, look at the little details. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it, it, he pretty proper delivers that in, in such a way that she storms out and, like, he knows he's he's crossed the line with it. Yeah. And, yeah, he also says, constantly talking is not necessarily communicating. Mm. I think that... That's... that's No, that's that's, that, that's good. That's, a, like, a deeper... Yeah. Yeah. Just on the Inception thing, just the idea that... You know, Inception is a very twisty-turny film. Mm. And the further you get into it, the more you re- the more you realise about the the film and the levels of the dream world, that kind of thing. And I think again with this film, when you're starting off watching it, you just see him on the train, don't you? At the start, going to yeah. like uh, Long Island or wherever, wherever it is. And the more you get into it, like layers of the film, you you realise that did they meet each other at the very start of the film on the train? So when they met each other at the start of the film, she had the blue hair. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much. Them meeting the second current time. day, yeah, the second time, yeah. But by that point, they'd already had a whole relationship that had been erased that you didn't yeah. know about, yeah. They'd had a whole relationship, and then Elijah Woods had basically tried to steal his identity to and her underwear and her underwear. But like, it's it's one one of the moments is he he gives Clementine a present, uh, but it's it's Joel's old present that he was yeah. going to give to yeah. her, and. He knows the script of what's supposed to be said because he's just kept all the keepsakes that you need to erase someone's memory. Yeah, yeah. And he's even delivering the lines. But I like how when, when Clementine reacts to it, she reacts happy at first when she receives this Valentine's gift. Like, it's a genuine happiness, but then it's like a second later, 
the confusion sets back in like this doesn't feel right she realizes something is wrong about it yeah but there's like there's a split second stir she gives him she looks down looks up at him like that and then looks and go and then they're like well let's let's go yeah it's it's that that tiny detail there. Yeah, that shows that just something's not right about yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, one thing I can't get made around with this film, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's explained, I might have not just been watching closely enough, but like he's got all these m- missing parts. He's got like a good year or something of his life just missing. Like, yeah. Mm. I, I, like, how does he not realise that he's not well, been with Naomi for a bloody year? I think it's just the relationship stuff that gets removed into everything else stays the same, but, but still, you just forget that one person. Still, still got blank spots all over his... Like, that, that one person was his life for a year. But I suppose, like, if you told asked me what was I doing three months and four days ago, I couldn't tell you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, same kind of thing. Into, but, but, you know, like, but, like, in his head, though, he's got, like... He, he's like, oh, I should get back with Naomi. Like he's not been with Naomi for a year. Surely he could look at the finger. Oh, hang on, I, I was, I, I was, I was with her in a year ago. What's going on here? I don't know. Does he even know who she is until he meets her again on the on the train at the start? No, no, no Naomi. No, like, you know, Naomi, his who's ex. his ex. Oh, sorry. Like, at one point, right, like, yeah. like in his second um, go with uh, Clementine, like he's like before he meets her, he's like, oh, I should, I should get back with Naomi, kind of thing. And and like that's a year or so afterwards. Well, I shoot. I'm assuming about a year because he's been with Clementine for a year, a while at this point. So, like, like, how's he not realised that there's been this amount of time since he's been with her? He's like, oh, I should get back with her. Like, is he just assuming that that entire year he's been single? I mean, it's 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 a very sci-fi like idea, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you you kind of sometimes have to turn a blind eye to the logistics of something sometimes to sort of appreciate it yeah that's what i would say to that i mean going on from that uh there's one bit which the reason this is like the highlight of the film for me because it really caught me off guard uh what i want from a film is to be shocked by something and surprised like to see something you've not you know that you've not seen before and the bit where kirsten dunst she's been making a play for the doctor all the way through the film hasn't she and then you find out about halfway through or two-thirds of the way through that they've had an affair in the past and the Doctor... I mean, she agreed to it, but the Doctor's erased her memory. And that's why she still has these feelings for him. But Just the idea of that, I didn't see that coming at all. Like that, that, that blew my mind, that bit. And you should have done, really, because it's the, the whole idea of the but film, we, isn't it? You know what I mean? But that, um, This is, like, my multiple watch of the film. You you pick up on it. So yeah. early on in the film, because she, it's the little look. It's the, can I get this for you? It's the. See, I, p- I picked up on the fact that she was into him, but I never at any point yeah. thought they'd already had an affair yeah. and erased it. You know what I mean? That that, well, that yeah, that blew my socks off when that came up. I was like, yeah, that you've got me there. That that is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I think like when I was watching it, when you watch it in a different context as well, I think you can enjoy it in a different way. Yeah, because I know all the things were coming. But yep. I could appreciate it in a different way. Yeah, and I'm not somebody watch. who normally multiple watches films, but I've watched this film about three times over the last six months. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I just can't get enough of it. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Do you cry at this film? No. I, I, wouldn't say, I've, I wouldn't say I've ever cried at this film. Doesn't, not emotionally, it doesn't get you anything. No. Emotionally, it, it get, I'm all over the place with it, but, yeah. I don't, f- I don't think I've ever cried to this film. You can admit it if you want, Joe. If you want, it's, not, it's not a problem. If uh, <laughs> no, um, I cried at Creed, so 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think it's just it's it's an emotional roller coaster for me. This film. Yeah. Like I, I love, I love it every step of the way. But yeah, I don't think I've, I've been that far with it. I don't know the last time I cried at a film. <laughs> mm. Dead inside. Twin Peaks got me a couple of times. The new series of Twin Peaks, Creed. That might be it. <laughs> yeah, I can't think. I don't even want to get into oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I cry at every film. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, not the last film I sort of cried at, but one film that I nearly... I, I ended up watching it with someone else, and I was like, I didn't I didn't crumble at it. But Dear Zachary, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it because none of us, have, none of you have seen, have it. seen it. Oh, have you seen it, Nick? Right, let's not talk I, I, it. I, I watched <laughs> it on the, like because you were talking about it. I yeah. need to watch it. <laughs> I got like... I don't want us to talk about it because I don't want Sam and I want Sam and John to actually watch yeah, that. Yeah. That that is the most roller coaster documentary I've ever seen. I can't get across how how everywhere that is. Yeah, yeah. It's even the editing style on that film because it was edited and written, like filmed and stuff by one guy. And he's got a very abrupt editing style. Right. So one minute it'll be here and then the next minute you're here. And yeah, it, it really adds to the the drama in that, yeah, that, that you need to watch that. We'll have to do that's, that one week then, maybe. Uh, that's something else. We, we, we have done a documentary before, haven't we? So, might, yes, might, might be a good idea to do that one. Yeah, one definitely. Week. Yeah, that that almost got me, but inside I, I died a little bit watching <laughs> that because uh, we've not actually heard from you um, during this film review, Inman. Um, have you actually watched it this week? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it recently. Um, didn't have time to watch it. In the past week, um, but I've watched I've watched the first half of it before, and <laughs> I've ended up, I ended up turning it off. Oh God! Because I I wasn't really getting into it. Now I I kind of think it is the type of film that I would like. I liked being John Malkovich, and that was my recommendation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I feel like it is that kind of film that I do like. Uh, Jim Carrey don't have any issue with that I know some people do with his acting style that because they've seen him be silly that they can't go back to watch the serious things yeah. I think as Joe has definitely been saying so far like the acting in this film has been is really good and it's spot on like the little intricate details that you were saying um, Jim Carrey's really good in it he impresses me in it um, I have watched it all the way through since <laughs> and it was a lot better than when I first watched it. I think I think when I first watched it, I was maybe too young to appreciate it. Mm. It was bef- I don't I. No, I, I'm totally with you on that. Like I was 24 when I first watched it, and I thought, yeah, it's good. It didn't blow yeah. my socks off. But then watching it again, like what three years ago or something, it was like. Yeah, yeah. I, I way underestimated this film. Kind yeah. of thing. Well, it won Oscars, yeah. didn't it? Like, it, did it? Yeah, it won. It won uh, an Oscar. I think it was best original screenplay. I think that's what it was. Right. Won Baftas. Won loads of awards. So, mm. it, you know, it, it it got its it got its props at the time. But yeah, like you said, I think I think you have to have a mature mind to sort of appreciate what this film is trying to do, or you at least don't have to have a mature mind, but you have to. You have to know what it's going for. Some people are going to watch it and go, oh, yeah, it's dead wacky. Jim Carrey's, like, sat in a sink as an adult pretending to be a child. Yeah. Like, you say that and you're like, right, well, this is just weird. It was like, yeah, it's weird, but 
There's meaning behind that. There's, like, there's a meaning yeah. behind it. He's he's thinking about when he was like a kid, and he he's trying to hide Clementine in his memories back when he was a child. Yeah, like, just so it doesn't get erased. He's yeah. putting him in places that she shouldn't be in. Is that yeah. right? So yeah, she it's, won't it's get like, erased. It's like, not yeah. Ace Ventura, like parking his car like in a funny way, going, I like I love. <laughs> there's nothing like that. It's not him climbing out of the back of a rhino. Not even it, the uh, asshole mio. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's it's all you have to take it in context. And I think the problem with I've met people who say this film was like, oh yeah, what's Jim Curry doing? Oh yeah, Ooh, wacky Jim Curry. It's like no, like he's 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 really good in this film as like a serious actor. Just uh, one thing that just reminded me now. Mention that uh, the comparison with being John Malkovich. There's one bit at the end of that film where I think I can't think of the characters' names now, but Catherine Keane is being chased through like portals by. Uh, yes, is it Cameron Diaz? Is she chasing her? I Can think. And I'm they're going sure. through like Malkovich's memories being a kid and stuff like that. And that is so similar to the to the because childhood memories from this film. She but. flips open a, a vent or something like that and, and the like, camera shifts from sort of like I'm gonna say horizontal to vertical, but yeah. it goes with like the goes with the movement and she's upright when she comes through. When kind of when Joe said this about this earlier, I think I was thinking of that because I was going, was that in because yeah, I've not seen it. I literally had that moment and I was like, I was, like, was, I was that getting mixed up between two Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. you said that. I'm but that's like, so similar, yeah. like the whole childhood memories uh, yes. being invaded by another person coming in. It's just like the uh I mean, it's Charlie Kaufman into it, so... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, um, I, like, I watched one of the extras and Jim Carrey's basically talking about it, saying Charlie Kaufman's, like, script are, like, as perfect as you can get them, but he left wiggle room in this for them to sort of add their own little spin on things. So Jim Carrey says the whole, when he's singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, that's Jim Carrey's, like, idea. Mm. But he also said that when you're going through all the stuff, you know, the killing a bird scene where he's a child and he's, he's yeah. killed a bird. Because, like, that's just... A, that's something that happens to a lot of kids where they get peer pressure into doing something like that. And he was saying, like, that was that was something he wanted to add into that film. It's like, he's not... He has more input on this film than you'd really understand. But again, I, I think I read somewhere that Michelle Gondry kind of made him... Tried to keep him in line as much as possible. Didn't share anything with him. And tried to just keep him, like, a depressed... <laughs> loner yeah. during the film so yeah. you know it, 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 I think they struck the right balance for this because you, you look at it and I think when you look at uh, Joel's character what's inside him is like this really creative like crazy person like he draws a picture of Clementine and she's like a skeleton with yeah. her head yeah. so he's really creative inside and he obviously hasn't figured out how to outwardly <laughs> show this but then that's yeah. what Clementine is because Clementine is like the they like, like that's yin and yang, like kind yeah, of thing. Like, like yeah, she's the outside bit, and he's the the inside. Yeah, bit. and that's why I relate to this film because I like I look at both those characters, and I, I've never related to two characters more, even though they're completely different. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely relate to that, like the bit where he's on the train, just like a real sad sack. Like, yep, yeah, that's me going Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I did want to bring up as well that when you first meet Clementine, she starts talking about her colours, and she says, "This is blue ruin." Because she's got blue hair, but she also mentions a couple of the other, like you know, her dyes. One's like red menace. So it's like these things where they're they're just her personalities in yeah. the form of her dye. Like that's I thought that was quite an interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, wanted to mention how I think I got onto this film. Like I don't remember exactly how I came to watch this film, but 
it was in me consciousness. I never watched it. But there's a band called Circus Survive who released an album. I think it was the debut album, Juturna, like maybe a couple of years after this film. That that album has a couple of songs where the lyrics are actually clearly related to the film and a couple of the songs are named after this film. So different, you know, lines from different quotes from the film, stuff like that. And that's what, I think that's what got me into watching the film because it's an album I love and that album feels so closely related to this film. You can tell it's almost linked. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Like with the music in that film as well, I'm not talking about Circus Survive, but the music in that film I think fits really well as well. Like mm. the orchestra pieces, like everything like that. It all sounds like just... At, like it belongs. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing feels to me like a really... I don't know about you guys, we'll obviously get to ratings in a minute, but it's a very well-constructed film with a vision and I think that was completely accomplished. Mm. Like from start to finish, from casting, music like uh, camera work, uh, cinema, photog- cinema, <laughs> cinema photography. Yep. Yep. Just everything for me, which is perfect. Have you got no negatives about the film then? No. Have you? Yeah. I'm not expecting everyone to does, be like, oh yeah, this is a five-star film. But does, does anyone have a negative about their own favourite film though? <laughs> It wouldn't be your favourite film of a while, would it? Well, well, well you can still, still pick holes in it. We'll go on to my film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get, like, I, if you'd made this film like an hour longer, I'd still have loved it. But I feel like it's probably the right length. 108 minutes. That's like a long, yeah, sure. film. I, I think it's that's not, quite short. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that. that's everything for me. Yeah. It's just top notch. Uh, you mentioned, Joe, the... How, how, did, how did you word it? The cinema photography. <laughs> Is it cinema photography? Cinematography. No, cinematography. cinematography. Yep. Cinematography. Yeah, that's my one issue with the film. It it looks digital. I don't think it is. I think it's filmed on film, but it looks digital. A lot of handheld camera, a lot of shaky handheld camera. I've mentioned before in the past that I like it when a film... You can watch a film and say, ah, that's clearly from 1984. It looks like every other film from 1984. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm disregard that now because I'm going to be a hypocrite. You watch this film and it's like, that's clearly from 2004 because it looks like every other film from 2004 because it looks like shit. Like <laughs> that shaky handheld camera, it looks digital. You know what I mean? Like the color, colors were washed out. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the look of it at all. And a lot of it is because of the handheld stuff, I imagine. It's a much, much smaller camera to do that handheld stuff. But... Did you watch it? What did you watch it on? On Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. But yeah I, I, did, I didn't get the washed think... out colour thing, but you, you actually would know more than me about it. It's, oh, no, it's just, it's just the not... stuff like where the house is, you know, falling apart at the end. It's yeah, very, yeah. it looks a bit washed out to me. I don't right, know why, yeah. but uh, that's my one, one, one issue with the film, just the look of it. I'll, it looks like a film from 2004, but in the worst possible way. Do you know what I mean? I get, I get, I, get, I know what you're saying. Like, um, for me, I didn't get pick up on that, but you actually do know a lot more than me about. Oh, well, I, would, I wouldn't say that. It's just, just a personal preference, isn't it? You know it's, what I mean? The... Yeah, like you go back to Dunkirk when we watched that. Yeah, like that was filmed in a in a way you yeah. can tell tell everything about that film from the way it was sort of filmed, what, what equipment was used with it. Yeah. Like, with, with this, I can see what you're saying. Like it's, you know... Yeah. It, it, again, like I say, it's 
there's a lot of uh, new filmmaking happening in the, in the 2000s. Digital photography had just started, and they all had this weird look to them, and it just looks like a film from 2004. But I'm not. I kind of, I like that though. Oh, so I, need, I like. It's just personal it's, preference. You can like but, it. But I'm not even talking about like the filming style. I like that you can watch this and think, yeah, this is from 2004. Yeah. We said it about the Crow last week. Yeah. That's 1994, and all of a sudden said. Yeah, well, that's obviously from 1994. Yeah. Again, that's a personal preference thing. I just like the look of those kind of films mm. from 1994 because they look like they're shot on film and they have a lot of digital paint, uh, matte paintings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this one, it's just, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the look of it, but... I, I know what you're saying, and I think that might be my gripe with the film. Um, it almost, like you say, in the handheld kind of... It's like... They've picked up a camera and started filming with the stuff that they had about. I'm not sure whether like it's colour graded afterwards or whatever like that because there doesn't seem to be any theme to it. I think it's the colour grading, like yeah. Whether there's it wasn't produced with any sort of like well, this needs to be this colour in this part of the scene. It seemed like that maybe it wasn't thought about or whether they thought well maybe it doesn't need to be thought about. Yeah. So, but like I'm gonna go back to Ozark. There's a definite theme that runs through that, and they clearly think about that through all, all parts of it. Yeah, I'm not sure whether whether well, it doesn't come across in um, Eternal Sunshine. I don't think, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe mm. it, it doesn't have to. That's it. You know, yeah. we're going to get to ratings in a minute, but it might not even matter what it looks like. But just for me, I'd, I'd rather it looked a certain way. Like uh, Alien Covenant's come out this week on Blu-ray. No matter what you say about that film, it looks like a film from 2017. It looks digital, but it looks amazing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ridley Scott like uses technology to his advantage, and it's a great looking film. Whereas this one, I'm just not not a fan of the the look of it, kind of thing. But yeah, no, like like yeah, yeah, I I disagree, but I can see your point. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, we got any final thoughts before we go on to ratings? I don't think I have. Just a quick mention: a uh, budget twenty million, made seventy two point three million worldwide. So made a hefty chunk of change there. Yep. Fifty million, like yeah. Yeah, did okay. Did good. Did yep. good. Yeah. And award winning. We mentioned Be Kind Rewind. I'm dying to go back and watch that again now. I'm going to watch that again. I'm going to watch that and The Science of Sleep. Because mm. The Science of Sleep was very much a film that I watched once, loved, never watched it again because it's like it's like two and a half hours long, I think it is. Yeah. Be Kind Rewind, I never liked that the was, first time, but I might give that another was go. Is that the one starring Jack Black? Yeah. Yeah. And most like, F, yeah. I feel like I feel like I actually enjoyed that when I watched it. I loved not it. watched it in years and years. Uh, the bit where they remake Ghostbusters, I was just howling laughing at that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that went over my head, that film. Like, oh, I really? I think it did. Like, cause, like, I just named two films, though, which are probably both in my top ten. I mean, number one, and then it'll be, the other, like, Science of Sleep will be in there. I will go back and watch Be Kind Rewind and just see... Yeah. See how I feel about it. I've got it on Blu-ray. You've got to land yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll do that. Bring it in. Cool. <laughs> um all right, well let's let's give ratings. Um I'm did we say we were we were allowing one six star uh per person per like I feel is that for new films that I don't know. Oh I don't know. I am I'm giving this full marks, basically. Yeah, like, no, that's cool. If I can't give it a six, it's getting a five out of I'll five. I'll give it a six. Six out of five. This is your six for 2004, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is my this is my go-to film. Like, everything from the concept, like, the, the acting. Yeah, every, just everything about that film. I actually, like, I love. It's amazing. Yep. It's my, it's my favourite film. Nick, what would you? I mean, I loved it. I actually did really like the film. Um, like, I, I love Jim Carrey. Like, in pretty much anything I've ever seen him in. Um, yeah, it, it was a bit 
gobbledygook at times, but like, like I, I got my head around it. Like, like I remember the first time I watched it, like I just didn't know what to make of the film at all. But watching it again, I've definitely made a lot more sense of it than I did the first time. Um, I, I'll I'll probably just give it a four out of five. Uh, cool. Nothing Oop. too small, but nothing too great. <laughs> Sam. I think I'm really torn on what I'm going to give it. Because I, I can appreciate how well the film is put together and everything like that and the acting that's in it and the storyline and everything like that, yeah. the script. There's just something personal for me where I'm like, I'm not drawn to this film and I don't feel like that I just, oh, I have to watch that again or anything like that. You can appreciate it without liking it. Yeah, I mean? like, but then that, that's where I'm torn with the... The with the rating because What's I can your personal rate, rating personal rating three and a half but I can Ooh. But, <laughs> I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's a weak mark, but it, it, no it probably is uh, but I can definitely appreciate why someone like yourself would give it a five out of five or six out of six in yeah. your case like why it can be someone's favourite film so yeah. but for me personally maybe yeah maybe three and a half is harsh but <laughs> but it's your rating do you know what I mean like I'd rate your favourite film about a one <laughs> <laughs> Taken coming soon <laughs> so like yeah no like you, yeah like I said you can appreciate about actually liking it yeah I'll go with that yeah, <laughs> 3.5 yeah yep John yeah definitely <laughs> John okay. what, would you, what would you give it I mean, I feel a bit like Inman in the... It's a balancing act between personal taste and showing appreciation for a film. I can't think of an example now, but you can appreciate a film while still disliking it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But you can appreciate why people... Well, Shawshank Redemption. I can appreciate yeah. why people love that film, but I don't like it. Hmm. Uh, well, actually, no, I can't appreciate that, why people like... Yeah, forget that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but with this one, uh, for me, it's a, it's a light five... The reason I'm saying that is it's not like being John Malkovich is a heavy five. Right. I think that's better than this film, but there's barely anything, you know, when you look at it with a critical eye, there's nothing you can really throw at this film other than the look, which is just personal preference, you know, you know that kind of thing. So, yeah, very. it's a lighter light five, but it's a, it's a five out of five. Yeah. 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 yeah, like you're saying critically, I just want to clear up what I'm saying. <laughs> critically, critically, if I was watching this, I'd be giving it four and a half, maybe a five. Personally, for me, it's not something I'd, I would want to go back and watch or anything like that. It's a three and yeah. a half. I find it a good film. But you not. see, I'm like that. I'm not going to go back anytime soon to watch it, but that isn't a negative for me. Right, okay. You know what I mean? I can still give a film, like we watched uh, The Lost City of Z the other week. Yeah. I'll probably never watch that again, but well, I, 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 I gave it a five. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. You know what I mean? See, I, I could go on now and watch Eternal Sunshine again tonight, if not yeah. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> like, I actually just... I could just, I could do this podcast every single week about Eternal Sunshine. We find something new every week to talk about. Yeah, I talk about each different scene every week. But I yeah. think in future we could have a discussion about rating. It's just how how we look at, yeah, how we rate stuff. You know what I mean? That it, that sounds yeah. like the most yeah. crap. Like you know, maybe it's some of it off the podcast. Do you reckon? I don't know. It could be interesting. It could be an absolute nightmare. But well, we've had absolute nightmare shows before, so yeah. You know, remember that comic book one? Oh, yeah. That went on far too long. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a four-hour show. About, um, I Am Legend, that didn't go down. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam, for picking that one. I feel like it was less about the film. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. All right. Let's 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 box it up. Uh, Nick, have you have you got the social media? Uh, am, stuff? I, am I the one doing that this week? Yes. Okay. Um, we can be found at Twitter. Warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just check Twitter. We're on there. Yeah. Uh, at symbol Twitter. <laughs> It's not actually Twitter. Oh, we can be found on Twitter even <laughs> at DFT Podcast. Um, I can actually be found at Twitter headquarters. If you're looking for me, just head there. Um, like we've also got a Facebook, um, which is facebook.com forward slash DST Podcast. Um, got an Instagram, if you care, um, which is. I do now, I've got one. DST Podcast and the number four. I'm going to have a look at fixing that. So That's surely fixing Yeah, it should be. Um, but we've got that. Um, personally, I can be found at DST Nick on Twitter. I am Rubik's Football on Twitter. I'm at Taylor1980. And just to throw out there as well, we've got the Gmail account, email email address. Don't spoil the ending at gmail.com. Email us there, please. <laughs> please, please email us. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, it's Joe, Y-E-H. I-T-S-J-O-E. <laughs> um, that's all our social media out of the way, isn't it? Yep. All right. Well, uh, all right, John, you got your hand up. You one more to... thing. One more, what? one more thing. One more thing. You need to get a shirt. That should be our first T-shirt, that. Well. One more thing, dot, dot, dot. You might find this funny, but I'm actually looking into doing a stand-up comedy routine. Oh, aye. That could be the name of my uh, name of my show, One More Thing. Yeah? Oh, just one more thing. I like uh, it. Yeah. Are you being serious? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm currently making notes of everything in the office that's going no, on. <laughs> no, listen, what it is, John keeps, like, like, in work, he keeps just just talking about maybe his, like, stepdad or, like, certain, like, Cooper or something. Yeah, Cooper, uh, um, Cooper's sayings, yeah. Like, some things that people are saying, and, and, and he's actually pulling off really well, and I genuinely think if John went on to yeah. a uh, stand-up, like, open mic night, he might actually get a few laughs so the uh, you definitely would the, the f1 driver rubens barrichello <laughs> yeah he's not called barrichello is he well some like no you... he's not called barrichello <laughs> <laughs> in, in like italy and stuff they call him rubens barrichello oh yeah we're not in italy though are we so no around here we call him barrichello my sister will appreciate this uh yeah, my stepdad calls him Barrichello, winds me up fucking nowhere. He like, doesn't even drive anymore. It still winds me up. Yeah, so that's Why part. Why still talking about Ruben? <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be part of the uh, part of the stand-up routine. Right. I like it. Yeah, but sorry, I've got off track here a bit. Yeah, so I'm doing a comedy show, so come and watch that, everyone. But before when, then... When, give details. When were... Oh, sorry, I've not actually got any details yet, but... <laughs> details it, to be plug announced. It when you, plug yeah, when I've got more details, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you. <laughs> Venue TBC, yeah. date TBC. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, can I pick a film for next week? Yeah, you of course can. you can. Coming up to Halloween, Stephen King's very big at the moment. He's got it in theatres, doing really well. What's he got in theatres? It. Well, what? It. <laughs> what, what's he got? It's in theatres. <laughs> <laughs> and The Dark Tower. That didn't do so well, yeah, but it's yeah. in the 30s. Uh, so on that theme, the Halloween King theme, uh, I want us to do The Mist for next week. Oh, yes. Oh, so yeah. Amaz- well down for It's so on Amazon yeah. Prime, so... I'm happy okay. with that. Yeah. Mist it is. I'm Good. happy with that, yeah. Don't miss it. Don't, oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, any final things before we go? No. No. All done. All right, well, thanks for listening, if yeah. you got this far. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cheers, and we'll we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, bye. 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 Bye.
Frodo written down in my notes because I forgot what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>